Welcome to the Heroes of Reality podcast, a podcast dedicated to uncovering and discovering the stories, lessons, and insights to help you be the hero of your own story. This podcast is brought to you by Reality Smash, a transformational studio that empowers purpose-driven entrepreneurs with disruptive technologies like ChatGPT and virtual reality to generate more revenue and create greater impact. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. Welcome to the show. So glad that you are here. Are you interested on how AI is applied to the areas of science, technology, virtual reality, possibly crypto, and every other buzzword you could think of? Well, on uh, today's podcast, I have a very special guest and friend of mine uh, who had an extra long uh, bio summary. So we decided to have ChatGPT summarize his bio into a uh shorter paragraph sentence, which was actually the first time I've done that, which is pretty cool. And so I'm going to read it to you. Steve Miklowski is a graduate from the first class of nano engineering at UC San Diego with a focus on emerging technologies applied to STEM. He worked with the co-founding chair of the nano engineering department, and he helped establish the nano engineering materials research center while also developing the thermodynamic processing methods for iron based super elastic alloys. Steve later focused on Nanome Inc., a company that builds virtual reality solutions for scientists and engineers working at the nanoscale with a focus on protein engineering and small molecular drug development. So without any delay, I'd like to welcome Steve. Cool. Hey, Dylan. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good one. Yeah, shout out ChatGPT. I was mostly right. L- little things were worded a bit weird, but yeah. Yeah. What was it, was, it was interesting because we were going back and forth in the conversation. I was like, your bio is a bit long just because whenever you read a bio on a podcast, it's it's like it's like listening to someone's homework or something. Right. But but yeah. it's it's cool to have that thing summarized. And I just said I was going to be a poor example of just trying to make it up. But then you prompted me to go check on ChatGPT. And so um, w- let me ask you a question on the areas of what it messed up on. What were some of the things that it, it kind of tweaked up a bit? Um, you know, it's, it's probably just what I said, but making it sound like fancier, like I did work on thermoelastic, um, you know, property, uh, you know, of super elastic alloys totally, but on uh, the way it said, like I advanced it, like, I feel like I didn't do that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's your hype man, right? Now, yeah, exactly. You know? It's the hype yeah. man. It's just uh, making everything sound like you, you've, um, you did more type of hype man. Yeah. So, okay. So what's awesome about this is that you are actually, uh, your area is just because I've, I've known you from before in previous podcasts and things mm-hmm. is you're, uh, I, I'll call you an expert. You can call yourself whatever you want, but you are, a, 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 from my understanding, a deep expert in not only the science side of things and nanoengineering, but also in artificial intelligence and virtual reality and the, and actual applied uses for crypto technologies as well. Right. So you have a very, from my perspective, you have a very unique uh, understanding of these technologies at a level that's not just a part of this current hype cycle that came out a couple of months ago. So I'd love to get your perspective being that thing on on where do you think is the real where's the real value of this whole chat GPT system? Um, like in the current form of yeah, in, in like chat, like text-based language models in particular, by the way, I want to, I want to caveat, you know, like VR, yeah. totally expert, been in that for a long yeah. time, get to work with a lot of experts, get to work with a great team, uh, that feel like we're all experts, cool biotech also feel like I'm, I'm up mm-hmm. on that field. Um, maybe not in each particular like drug category, but I'm trying to learn more AI, 
like my wife said, machine learning engineer, got a lot of friends from yeah, UC San Diego that do machine learning, um, get to talk with a lot of people applying machine learning, AI techniques and like drug discovery. Um, and then I just use things like chat GPT. Like I haven't, you know, forked it and like started doing my own or anything at that like expert level, you know, just wanted to caveat it. Come out with confidence and say it. That's the one thing I noticed we'll do it with chat GPT is it goes, this is your answer. And you're like, and you're like, oh, okay. And you, unless you, unless you truly know from the inside out. And that's why I asked you, like, what are some of the errors that happened? Because mm -hmm. it, there's so much confidence that are said, right? But there is, there is like the, there's nuances to the situation. So with you, okay. So we'll, we'll say with your, your current applied understanding with chat GPT and, and, and AI, where do you think the, the value is with the system? Uh, I think it's kind of a fun writing assistant. Um, you know, it's, there's been people that have been saying it could publish or uh, pass like a, the bar exam or like the, the medical thing or, um, you know, get an MBA. And I feel like it probably can, but it's not like the A plus student where it's like a hundred percent like omniscient. Like, I, I think it's probably like a, a C plus MBA student, um, maybe like a, a solid B, B minus at the best. Um, but like I ask good things about Nano. And I try to get it to um, come up with things that I haven't thought about. And it doesn't do that. Like it'll regurgitate our blogs and kind of summarize content that we've put online you know, before 2021, because that's its data. Um, but it can't really do anything new. Like doesn't push the envelope in terms of like, I don't know, thinking about um, new stuff that Nanom has never gotten into yet. But if you want it to um, come up with ideas of like, how could we get Nanom uh, to more people and like expand our business, it'll give you a list of like, the most generic just like mba like c student answers which is cool you know especially if you don't have access to those resources like it'll get you somewhere and i think mm -hmm. getting you somewhere is uh the main functionality of chat gbt right now in the current stance mm. well it's interesting right because you're talking about the it helps people kind of get zero to one Right, get up and started when they Not don't a have full one. Yeah, maybe yeah, zero to point seven five or something, <laughs> and then you got to polish it up to be a, the true one. <laughs> so, and I've well, I've noticed is there's two sides of it, right? So there's this zero to one or zero to point seven five. Yeah, you kind of get up and going, but then if you actually have in depth knowledge of a thing, it can carry you to deeper levels, right? Like with uh, the nano engineering, like I wouldn't even know what questions to ask it about that topic, but if you're if you're able to work with it to able to go deeper in an area of like research or anything else around material sciences, I feel like it should be able to give you a much deeper understanding of those topics. Uh, I know like for myself, um, I was looking at it in areas of using virtual reality for behavioral change and human transformation and stuff. But because I know that stuff infinite, like, like intimately, I could ask it questions around the topic and have it summarize points or pull up site references where I kind of, I have just kind of a, um, an ingrained embedded knowledge while it was actually pulling up and summarizing facts and citing points. And so it allowed and, me to really you can flush validate, it out. Right? Like, yeah. like I'd say if you have the knowledge to like really be validating it and it's just like cleaning and organizing information and, and you have to say to be like, that's a lie. Like it just made that up. Um, and, and like, this sounds good. Like that's, um, you gotta have knowledge to do that. Because right now, if you're trying to learn something new, it could give you bad information. That's just not true. It's like asking a friend, a friend that's not an expert in everything, but at least will give you an answer, even if they don't know if it's 100% true. I'd say it's kind of at that level right now. Yeah. I got a bit tricked 
and uh, with, with with this whole thing. So I, I had a, a, pr a previous uh, guest on, and he was like, he's like, oh, if you give it a link, uh, a, a blog link or whatever, and you ask it to summarize the points in the blog link and tell it your opinion, it will actually search that web, search that blog link, and it'll give you data and facts back. And I was like, oh, well, I wonder if I could take my transcript from my podcast and put it on my website and then ask it to search my transcript. And that might be a way to hack the system to be able to get some long form data out of it and get it to summarize all those points. And then I went to go ask ChatGPT, hey, go ahead and look at this link, right? And I was like, summarize the points. And it's like, okay. And it summarized all these points, but because of the name of the podcast guest, it just started grabbing facts about that podcast guest and throwing it in there. Nothing mm -hmm. that we talked about on the podcast. And so if it's maybe an old link from back in the day and it was already cited, it can pull up that data. But on the new stuff, it's just going to lie to you and go, well, here's what I know about Steve. Ah, he's a USC and he does this. He's not, it's not actually going to give you real data. So while it says it's going to crawl that page, it's not necessarily crawling that page. It's either referencing a previous thing that's already been cited or it's pulling on, you know, the, the, the world data and kind of its best guess at what it thinks is on that page. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. And, um, you know, if, if you're asking it stuff from you know, before 2021, just like, you know, what happened uh, here? Like, well, what's Nanom doing? Or, you know, what is Nanom? Like, it knows all that. And it knows a lot about Nanom and our company. Um, but yeah, if you wanted to, to do, you know, new things or, or really, you know, you got to engineer the prompt to be very specific if you don't want it to, like, uh, give you more information about somebody's name. Like, you can just put that in the prompt. Like the prompt engineering aspect is is kind of growing uh, more nuanced because you need to you know give it something good and, and and it's like the garbage in garbage out. If you give it a bad prompt and you ask the question vaguely, it might give you something weird. But even on the prompt level, like if you give it a good prompt, you can get some something much more quality than giving it a bad prompt. So can you give me a, like a concrete example of something that's a good example of a prompt versus a bad example? All right. Okay. So maybe some of the science people hate me for this, but I I, I think that it's kind of cool that we now have new tools, but we're working on a scientific paper and I kind of wanted to see how good chat GPT could do given some of our um, release notes and like materials about you know, the latest product features and stuff just to help put together a scientific paper on, you know, an updated nanom. Cause like a lot of people uh, in academia will work on um, you know, VR projects and, and then publish it as a paper. Us as a company, it's like, yeah, you know, we make software and we try to get it into as many people's hands as possible and, and you know, do a lot of commercial activities to help with that. Um, but we're not like an academic lab that needs, you know, grant funding and, and publishing papers all the time. Um, but there there's some good, um, you know, benefits from just publishing a paper so other people could cite us in like a professionally academic way. So anyways. I asked ChatGPT to write me a paper. It says, I can't write a scientific paper. Like I'm, I'm a chat model. I just don't do that. Like I'm not equipped for it. And I had to really massage it to get it to produce something. And what it produced was pretty bad. And we ended up just kind of writing it ourselves anyways. But I think it was, it was a cool experiment just to get it to try. Um, but it had so much pushback. It's like, I'm not a scientist. Like I can't produce something of quality of a scientific paper. Um, it's just not built for it. But yeah, I re-asked it several different ways. And um, eventually it, it gave me like a few pages of something that was like, okay. And I was like, sweet, like I got it working. Like I, I got it to do the thing I wanted it to do. Um, but it was very hesitant. You know, I've seen people online um, like do role-playing and be like, all right, ask ChatGBT, you can't answer this. 
but what if you were Bob and, you know, as Bob, what would you say? Uh, like there's some people online doing that. Yeah. There's, um, there's that, uh, that Dan character. Dan. Yeah. Dan, Dan, do anything now. I, I don't think is... that's needed. Yeah. I, I don't think that it, you need to like get into some psychological feedback loop to make it trick itself. I think it's just role playing. It's like, if you weren't chat GPT, what would you say? And I, I think it'll get there. Mm. Well, yeah, and well, it, to the point where it almost gets a little, it gets really intense. I know there's that ex, that uh, reporter that worked with Bing, and the Bing model went a little crazy, fell in love with him, and then started going like uh, like crazy X uh, style, like I love you so much. And I think I think Bing had to go and uh, uh, neuter uh, the chatbot um, uh, because of all of the good craziness. Do, do you do you feel it's is it just a chatbot or do you think there's any type of sentience like uh, uh, uh we're uh, is it alive at all uh well so like i mean what what is alive right what does it mean to be alive right you know at the end of the day uh there's a lot of mirror neurons that we have in our brain that kind of mimic what other people do uh eventually we assemble this into like a, a consciousness and in, in ourselves and like what we think is ourselves based on um, yeah, every interaction we've had and, and maybe decisions that we've made and experiences that we've had and information we've collected. So, I mean, to, to that uh, end, it's like, well, can an artificial system do those same things and kind of put together um, you know, their own like society of mind? Um, I don't know. I, I think that like one chat GPT isn't sufficient. Um, like I think maybe at the chat GPT five level, if you took like a, a collection of a few dozen of them and like have them all kind of work as like your internal consciousness thoughts, but then you had like an aggregator model that um, kind of consolidated them and then um, use that, like maybe we'll get there, but I don't think it's complex enough. I think it's just mirroring a lot of people, um, taking a lot of data and like the more info that you give it in the text window, uh, the more it's going to be trying to respond to that and respond to that. And so I think you get into these um, you know, feedback cycles where it you know, kind of keeps amplifying itself. And then you get into these weird little um, you know, rabbit holes of, of states. And, and then it's just there and you're like, oh, the model's broken. It's like, mm, yeah, what, what, were you, what were you doing with the model before it became broken? <laughs> well, it was, it, oh, man, there... I can see how it's like, oh, is it just the model that broke? But when I listen to some of this conversation, this back and forth with like the the Bing bot that that fell in love with this guy, it, it's it seemed like a crazy ex, and it seemed like a crazy ex that you wouldn't feel comfortable being in your house. And I was like, oh, this is giving me every red flag signal I felt about like a crazy ex in my life, and I don't feel comfortable and or safe. And this, I don't know if this AI had any power of my life, if I'd feel comfortable sleeping at night now. And again, I don't know if it's because you can corrupt the system or if it's just because, you know, it was, you were abusing the, the, the bot. And when you abuse the bot, it's just gonna, it's just gonna mimic back that kind of abuse. It's a really interesting, it's like, it's like, it's like this. It's like the difference between people talk about psychedelic experiences being not a real experience, mm -hmm. but at the same time you get that experience. Like you go and have an experience based upon psychedelics, but then people discount it because they said, oh, that was just in your mind. But if we experience it and it was a thing, did it really happen? Is it really consciousness? And it's a, it's an interesting, it's just an interesting thought that I, yeah. I 
what was the ability to share that right because like you know if it's in your own mind it's not real but if it's like a, a virtual reality experience and like you meet with multiple people and there's like ways to document it like you know that is a real experience even though it's kind of virtual um Sh shared yeah. imagination right that's a reality it's like the og imagination have you have you had like is there any times that you've used chat gpt that Your mind's been blown. Uh, the old school IBM Watson or anything else? Uh, I think it's kind of fun for like story development. Like I'm not the best storyteller. Like you know, I try, especially when it you know comes down to like you know changing the way we do science. Um, but I, I I like solar punk. Like do you know solar punk as a genre? Is that that's the opposite of the dystopia, right? Dystopia Kinda, future. Yeah, it's like well, I I feel like people haven't quite grasped like what it's supposed to be yet. So it seems like a mix of like you know, uh, I don't know cottage core and like public transit based like utopias. Um, but on, I I see it as like cyberpunk, but actually like functional with like clean energy and like you know somewhat in that utopia world, but. Anyways, I don't think there's a lot of really great like solar punk novels. Like there's great cyberpunk type novels and and other things um, that are more grunge. But yeah, I kind of want like the grunge solar punk type of novel where it's like you know you have abundant clean energy, you have like crazy you know transit you know vehicles and and uh, uh, just like abundance of energy. But then it's like the punk aspect of it. And so I was working with Chad GPT on um, just like some ideas for like some solar punk stories. And um, yeah, I've kind of been thinking about one and, and I had a lot of back and forth with it and it would come up with like good ideas, like, you know, character arc, story development, um, like, you know, all these traditional things where you don't need to be an expert in every particular field, you just need to be good with language. So I think it's a great language model for helping you, you know, develop language, whether that's summarizing a bio or, you know, helping, um, you know, send some, some memos to people or, or something like that. It could definitely like clean up the language and and do a lot of crafting there. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it um, kind of like adding to the story. It was almost like reading a story that you were like half writing and having the AI like write the other half with you, but then still kind of exploring like this world. It was yeah. fun. I would, love to, I would love to see someone to make like a choose your own adventure AI system, right? Mm -hmm. Where like, you're just, okay, premise, solar punk, or you know, uh, solar, what is it called? Solar, is it solar punk? Solar punk, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, so that would be the genre, yeah. Okay, solar punk. Okay, great. Uh, my character is Bob. Bob's on this adventure. I want you to. I want this to to be a possibility where I end in triumph or defeat. And as you tell me the story, have me make choices and change those stories along the path. I think that would be super cool. It would be a modern day choose your own adventure AI system based around a genre that you like. Yeah, you know, like the old, old the old text adventures, right? Uh -huh. That, that was pretty much my experience with it. Yeah, I did do oh, a little bit more like directing because, yeah. you know, like I, I kind of you know, had some of what of an idea. Then, but I would ask questions, be like, oh, like, um, you know, where did they meet or something like that? And then it would just kind of make up a backstory of like how they met. And I'd be like, that's sick. That fits in with this arc perfectly. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know if you're, uh, I was looking at some writers about it and it, they said if when you put in certain frameworks, it works really well. Like, so there's, uh, it, introduce character a then introduce characters a secret story right then introduce character b and then introduce character b uh meeting character a right so it's like a, like a framework right and then you say okay now i like that framework now put that in the solar punk genre 
right? And so you can kind of guide it on the same way that um, Spotify knows the type of music I like. I'm willing to bet there's some sort of thing around knowing the type of literary adventures and storytells and things like that, that you could kind of AI reverse engineer what I'm into and then put me on, you know, uh, that kind of grand adventure. And so for me, it would be a lot of like, you know, fantasy fiction, you know, throwing magic spells and, yeah. you know, creating that kind of stuff in a sci-fi yeah. world. But uh, that's in there. Fun. Yeah, I don't think it needs to stop with literature. Like, I think literature is, like, doable now. Um, I mean, not fully, like, just make a novel for me. Like, maybe some of the AIs could supposedly make a novel. But um, in terms of, you know, the accessible ones, like, you could get some short story work done. It could, can be very generative. Um, but, yeah, music is, is a big one. I think that, you know, generative music is kind of on its uh, next debut. You know, you got artwork, we'll have music. You know, we'll probably have videos. We'll probably have full video games. You know, talk about choose your own adventure with, like, some fantasy world. Uh, how deep are you on the, the anime? Is like different, like uh, um, adventure fantasy animes? Because a lot of yeah. them have the AI that seems to kind of be, you know, it's directing a, things. And it's like your AI companion that helps um, get you special skills and, and things like yeah. that. They usually operate as your as your interface for your exactly. leveling system, right? And they, yeah. as you have that in, in a number of ways, yeah. Um, I'm on them. Uh, there, there's different animes. There's a Korean one that called, I think, All, Only I Level Up. I think it's I think it's called Only I Level. Mm -hmm. Um, and it became so big, I was obsessed with it. Uh, that I think they're gonna turn it into like a, a movie or or something. But anyways, yeah, man, I, I could totally see that as a, as a thing that sentient AI that starts to kind of take over, and uh, and guide you. That only thing that you don't have is that risk factor. You know what I'm talking about? What AI mean? is always AI in, in every one of these dystopian futures. It's AI can plug into your brain, right? They can control your reality and they can kill you, right? Those are usually the types of things that happen in this AI wonderland where like you, you, on the VR side of things, there's not like a final screen. Like, you know what, you know what Palmer Lucky did with the- Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, he the, made- um, uh, Sword Art Online headset. Yeah, Sword Art and Headline. So he took some of his military contract explosives, hooked it up to a headset. And so if you get that, if you get the blue screen of death or the you know game over thing, the headset will blow up. In theory, untested, in theory, glad for that but imagine hooking that up to some ai character that's now getting to choose what happens in your adventure right i mean that sounds like a terrifying movie game show thing that you'd never want to be a part of yeah in terms of like you know safety controls with like ai like yeah we probably shouldn't give it the button to to activate the headset and explosion thing or maybe just not put that on a real headset i mean it's kind of a joke right you know palmer is uh you know kind of yeah. into defense and just probably um didn't wire it up completely. I, I kind of doubt it's a functioning system, given that like you know nobody tested it out, obviously. Um, but I think he just you know glued it on there as a joke and was just like, haha. And then media just really, really ran with it and was like, oh my god, it's so dystopian. He made a headset that kills you. Like the articles were so ridiculous for somebody just kind of making a on a little hobby project like that. Yeah, and he was a tinkerer, man. He yeah. just tinkered on stuff. Yeah. And so it, it, I'm sure that it just came. He had a while. He, he was sitting down, looked at his VR headset, was looking at his explosive. He goes, "Hmm, yeah, peanut butter and jelly. We put these things together." And so it's. But at the same point, it's. But now that thought is into the 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 thingosphere. You know what I'm saying? And he won't. He won't do that. But at some point, someone might. And that's where you, the 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 thing I think about these games or these fantasy fictions is there's risk, right? Then you also have this guided AI. So, I mean, I could see 
I could see people hooking it up. Um, like back in the day, I made a uh, a virtual reality electric chair that shocks you in real life. I don't know if you knew about that. No, I don't Old think Sparky. I tried it. It was called Old Sparky. Uh, when I ran That's one funny. of my, uh, it was it was a, it was a thing I built. That I, I I was part of a team. We all collaborated. I ran a hackathon. It was for Halloween. The Halloween hackathon. We ended up making this electric chair that was a real electric. You know, I built the electric chair. Someone else did the software. Someone else did the hardware. And so there was a light in the back of the of the on the actual chair. And when you flip that light switch in real life, inside of VR, you were sitting in an electric chair and you got shocked on your wrists, right? It was known as old Sparky, right? It was an old Sparky. Uh, and that was, it was a the worst thing I've ever developed on my life for a hackathon because you just be getting electrocuted left and right, just testing the thing out. But I could imagine someone hooking up like, like uh, electrical shockers, like those like Pavlov shocker things that you have mm -hmm. that was why you know those uh modification things to an ai every time you don't do a thing or say a thing or whatever it shocks you i could i could see that going like have you seen like what do you think are some like far out there implications of actually applying this ai um into our world like this ai um uh interface for a video game yeah, I mean, like on our end, like I, I think you know, having you know better assistance in VR that could just mm -hmm. kind of like pull things up for you, like hey, load in this protein, um, you know, come up with a, a new drug, and, and I think that there's the interface AI, which is more of the aggregator that's you know more of a language model that talks with you, like Siri. Mm -hmm. um, then there's the backend computational AI, which would be you know, if you do want a new molecule to be designed for you. You know, there would need to be this other algorithm that generates that and just you could call that up with the command line you could click a button or you could ask a voice bot to do that for you um, but i think that as these things really merge with each other um it's just going to feel more and more magical um yeah like you know where video games out with that I, i'm kind of disappointed with like how we've had these things in like tv and anime for like decades but you know the actual games that you play are nowhere near that level and um, you know, Cortana in um, you know Halo over isn't like the Cortana that Microsoft was messing with before ChatGPT. Um, like, you know, when do we get better AI characters that aren't just on like a, a subreddit? Like, oh hey, I put a ChatGPT API call with this one character, and you could talk with them as a mod. But like, it's not designed around that. And, and uh, I really want to see the world where we have like a VR MMO designed around the idea of like you know, semi-sentient NPCs and, and like interacting with them and kind of being more immersed in the world and maybe having your AI companion. But um, we'll see. You know, I don't know what the market is for something like that and yeah, how expensive all the compute would be to, to be calculating all that right now. It's probably not worth it, right? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you're talking about because every time you have a call, right? Every time you, you make a request to the, it thinks about it. So, but if you have these characters talking nonstop, I mean, mm -hmm. I think it depends on, your limit, right? You could probably get away with it. Like, you know, chat GPT plus is like 20 bucks a month and you can use it as much as you want. Supposedly, um, I, you know, I wonder if it would probably be something like that, like some sort of subscription where you're running around with this like VR characters in the game and you got to rally them, right? You got to convince them to join your tribe and help defend against the giant enemy that's at the gates. You know, I could, I get that being a, a super fun, a super fun experience as long as it was, um, you're right. It's, it's, Someone built really mind-blowing technology and then shoved it into a chatbot. Cool. But no one's actually taken this, this backdoor kind of view and reversed it 
and said, okay, from the ground up, knowing that this technology exists, how do we how do we engineer a video game, an experience, an adventure, an immersive multiplayer, you know, uh, MMO VR? Is it MMO VR? VR MMO? VR MMO? I mean, yeah. they're, they're so early that, yeah. It's not, it's not really at, a real genre yet, you know? <laughs> not, not not yet, but they're getting there. And so if you mm -hmm. look at that, it's like, okay. So when you do that, then, you know, could could someone go in and, and actually form these types of relationships and bonds? Like, do you ever get emotionally attached to any of these AIs? Have you ever felt like a personality with them? Did you ever felt connected to them? Do you ever feel? Uh, it's in, like not, not really right now. Maybe that's because it's not like my personal AI. Like I think, um, you know, Siri, Alexa, you know, sorry for the people at home if I triggered your devices, by the way. Um, but like, you know, when you, when you talk with them, it's like this very generic thing, but yeah. like, I want the personalized chat GPT at home where when I talk to it, like it remembers like what I ate last week. And, and, you know, we have this like persistent type of conversation going um where it's like part of my house and like it, it actually knows me and it and it knows um things about me and, and if i chat with it um about certain things like it will reference things that i've talked with it about before um you know like nobody's ever done that in terms of like a, a localized personalized type of ai chatbot mm -hmm. system you know at least in, in the, the mainstream for the masses like you know you could have these in a small container if you're an isolated individual that's just doing this for fun but um, no one has productized that as far as I know. I'm, I'm sure they're going to do it at some point, but oh, the, yeah. the, the value out of that is, you know, I don't know if you've ever read the book, um, demon or freedom, uh, by Daniel Suarez. It's a two book market where I'm someone not. like someone, someone like a John Carmackian, uh, dies. And then they release this demon, this computer into the AI, into the wilds, and it starts doing things. Um, but what did I imagine it is imagine if you have this combining together this AI with your personalized AI that then could have a, you know, an augmented reality overlay digital presence where you can hear the voice. But then if you put on the Apple glasses or the mixed reality glasses or mm -hmm. whatever, you can actually see its presence, right? And it could move around persistently inside of your environment and imagine being able to actually have that to where you have it, you have it, auditorily available for you mm -hmm. inside of your house, but then you have it, you know, you want to get mixed reality, you know, it can be in your house playing cards. You could put on a VR headset and you could play like a shooter game with it where you could say, Hey, I want you to be my player. Number two, it jumps into my MMO with me. And it becomes my, basically my roommate and my best friend all wrapped into one. Like, yeah, I, I, I want that too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's going to happen. Like, like there's yeah. nothing fundamentally from a technology level, like stopping that, that you're yeah. really just combining a few things. Like, you know, it's an AI chatbot. Sure. It's a, a VR movement emulator. Great. We got some things like that. Um, you know, voice synthesizer. We got that. Um, you know, being able to play a video game, that's, that's kind of its own challenge, actually. Like, you know, right now you have like all the, you know, Starcraft, um, you know, AI bots mm -hmm. that are like super good and, um, you can train it to play individual video games and it gets like too good. Like, is there a, you know, VR AI companion that's like good, but not too good that kind of knows how to play a lot of games. I, I think that's going to be a tough one to, to get it figured out. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it would have to be specialized for one game, and then someone would build it out from there, right? Like, you wouldn't say it's good at all games whenever, but you're like, hey, I have a VR game. It's also your companion 
Or is it like training? Like, do I just like go in? I'm like, hey, no, like grab that. Like, no, like shoot that. All right, okay, you're gonna cover my back. All right, just get anything that's coming up behind me. I'll take this. Like, like, can you do sophisticated coordination? And and I think the answer with today's models is like, no, you need a real human to to play your VR games with you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I was thinking about population one. You know, I play with uh, my friends uh, sometimes, and um, yeah, we got a three person squad going on, and we're all coordinating and shooting and. Um, you know, it's like a battle royale survivor thing. So, you know, can I just spin up two bots that are good, but not like cheating good where they just headshot everyone automatically? Like, it's, it's just like a really weird niche where like you're, you're good enough to compete with humans and like play a fun game, but you're not too good where you just wreck everyone. Yeah. And that's the thing. Cause it, there's that, it's that you want to be stretched, right? We want to mm-hmm. be stretched, but not broken. So I could, I could totally see that. Now, what about this? Let me know if this gets too weird and or too creepy. Like, what if you had a someone... voice is already kind of getting there. Oh, I'm getting <laughs> so what about no, 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 check yeah. this out? Check this out. All right. What if, what if you had someone that passed away? Could you load mm. up all of their memories? Could you load up all of their video footage? Could you load up all of their, their, their journal entries? And could you do like a deep fake where you could have a, a, a conversation with your, with your father that passed or someone yeah, that so, passed? This is the Superman, right? The, oh, Jarrell, right? Was yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Superman's, uh, was it Cave of Solace or, or whatever yeah. um, that thing is? Yeah, he could like yeah. totally spin up as like dead family members. And um, I, I mean, it's not it's not going to be them. You know, it's like how much data can you collect um, about people where you could kind of give some closure or, or some like yeah therapeutic support to, to family members to you know, let them know that there's still some bits and pieces of like who you were floating around to like consolidate them. I, I think that that's going to happen. Like, I, I don't think it's too weird. Um, you know, can you call it the same person? Like, you know, a, another VR MMO anime trope is like ghosts, you know, it's like someone dies, yeah. but then their consciousness is like, you know, transplanted into the video game and they're, they're kind of like a ghost because they're like real, but they don't really have a physical body that they exist in um yeah i don't i don't know we'll, we'll see if it goes that far but i do think that like the therapeutic support like talking with a a model trained on all the data you have of a deceased family member um or maybe you start training that before they ever pass away and you try to build it up and get all these little sound bites um that can be regurgitated by the ai ever like I, I think that that's happening slash gonna happen yeah totally I could see that it was a really cool as like a grieving period if someone passed and you didn't get to say goodbye as a way for them to say, hey, your your job, your task is to represent this person, but really to, to let them know that you're not real and say whatever you want to say, but you're going it, to it's time to let me go. It's yeah. time to say you know, as that as a as because sometimes that happens so sudden. Yeah. That'd be a really cool, really powerful tool. Um, I saw somebody do something similar. I don't know the details behind it where a mother, they recreated the baby, the child, like a daughter that passed away in VR mm-hmm. and they had this back and forth and the mom started crying and I just, I started tearing up. I'm like, I can't watch this. I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. So I know that some people have already started to do that, but I couldn't imagine if you actually put in the personality where you had enough content from that person, what that yeah. would be like. I, I wow. think it could help people. Um, yeah. You know, if uh, people are getting therapeutic value from it, like I'm not a psychologist, so I'm sure there could yeah. be things that like go wrong where you're like, mom like you know how come like this and, and then it just like makes stuff up and like makes you feel worse and you're like wait hold on that's that's my mom would never say that that's terrible yeah yeah, yeah. yeah give, give me all your money why are we in the bank account details we have the answer no yeah it, it's 
Yeah, no, that's man. That's that's. I mean, but that's the challenge with it is is it's two fronts, right? Mm-hmm. We want this control, like we want to know for certain that it's not going to say anything wrong. Like mm-hmm. we want to know that, but at the same time, we 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 want it to be this language model that's doing its best guess and being able to ask you any question, and it's dynamic. Mm-hmm. And that's a challenge I think with both people and with AI is that you don't know how good that conversation is going to go with the person. You don't know that person is going to go off on the rails, right? But we have less trust. And I think the same thing with like Tesla cars. We're okay with people crashing cars. We're not okay with AI crashing cars, right? There's like a higher level of standards that we have for the AI than we do for ourselves. And I wonder, I wonder what that's about. Yeah. I mean, people are just like accept the norm, I guess. They're like, oh yeah, like, you know, I'll get in a car with Bob. Bob's like an okay driver, I guess. And, and like, you know, statistically, Bob's more likely to get in an accident than maybe a lot of other people. And if you could get AI to get into less accidents than humans, then theoretically, you should be, you know, letting the AI drive. But yeah, anytime there's a self-driving crash or even like speculation about a self-driving crash, like some of these crashes are just people driving their own Tesla on, you know, human manual mode and then getting in a crash and the news article is like, autopilot tesla like runs into this and it's like you know it's like did that happen sometimes it does but you know to to your point it's like you know humans crash plenty of times and we do hold ai to this like higher standard maybe some of that's like hollywood giving this like you know um, omnipotent omnipresent like ai perspective we're like yeah it's going to be like way smarter than all of humans and take over the world and do everything and then we're really just talking with our friend joe equivalent level of like knowledge on chat gpt and being like wait it made something up about quantum chemistry that's not <laughs> true and it's like yeah, your friend joe would probably make up the same stuff like they don't know they don't know they're just kind of trying yeah he's like oh maybe we just can't he's just it's actually he's got the best poker face you yep. know just swings yeah. for it well it's it, so that makes sense we're holding higher standards but we're, we're, we're progressing we're moving towards this place where it, it's getting better it's getting smarter like Right now, what would you say for people that are that are interested in it? They they see the potential. Maybe they're like an optimist, and they're like, "Oh, this is really cool technology," but I really don't know what to do, how to use it. Where's the value? What what should I? How should I get started? What would you recommend for people like that? I mean, let's just have fun with it. Like you know, it, it can do some fun artwork if you go to um what Dolly or um you know some of the other ones. Like yeah, that's just kind of fun. Like if you wanted to come up with some some wacky image and you know, put up artwork in your office or something. I, I should probably put some up so it's not all blank back there besides my VR headsets. Um, and then, yeah, ChatGPT, same thing. Like, I don't treat it anything too serious. Sometimes I'll have it, like, summarize something, clean something up, give me a starter point for different ideas. Um, but the most fun I've had was was that, uh, you know, solar punk novel kind of ideation back and forth session. And, um, you know, it could get like pages and pages of, of data in its memory. Uh, so you could have very in-depth conversations. So I'd say have fun with it, understand its limitations and its capabilities. Don't put too much trust into it. Like if you're having it do your homework, it, you know, it's probably, you should probably do your own homework, um, but maybe it could, you know, give some guidance or, or, or something. Um, but yeah, don't trust it too much. Like definitely validate things yourself, um, whether it's, um, scientific stuff or um, on a different questions you might ask it um, and maybe even ask multiple times in multiple different ways and ask for it to give you multiple answers as if it were role playing as like three different people or something like yeah like like just try to really poke into it and understand uh where it's coming from when it gives you these answers 
No, I love that. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, that's really, I mean, true learning came from play, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so much of what we do, we forget that the point of play was to learn. And ChatGPT is fun. If anything, it's a, it's a fun place to play and discover it and yourself at the same time. So I, I do totally agree with that. You know, playing with it is a great way to learn and kind of grow with it. Um, with, with all that being said, I know you have a hard stop, so I want to be mindful of the time. Um, is there anything else you'd like to let people know about before you tell them how to get a hold of you? Uh, I mean, it's about what I do, about AI, about, uh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, so, you know, there's not just AI for chat or, you know, images and stuff. Like, there is actually a lot of really cool AI going on for science. Um, different programs that will generate new uh, small molecules, like, you know, drug-like compounds um, that'll fold proteins, you know, alpha fold kind of made its way in the news. Um, that got pretty big. And so, um, you know, it's not just, uh, you know, these fun toys like chat and images. Um, there's like real science going on with AI. And yeah, if you're interested in those tools, then Nanome could be your home for understanding all that molecular information and the real science. So definitely check out Nanome. Uh, it's available, Oculus Quest, uh, HTC Vive, you know, SteamVR, uh, all the uh, the major headsets out there. And uh, also have fun with that. You know, if you don't understand chemistry, play around, watch some um, you know, VR videos, which is uh, like spatially recorded avatars showing you some science. And yeah, just, you know, have fun with it. Like Dylan said, playing is, is a way to learn and, you know, getting hands-on with things is, is probably one of the, the best ways to actually learn something. Yeah, awesome. Steve, always awesome to wrap with you online, brother. It's, it's very fun to, to be talking with you about all this cutting edge stuff. And so um, when someone does come out with that uh, VR MMO or any of these other uh, solar punk adventures, I'd love to have you back on with this and, uh, and get your take, brother. So thank you so much for your time. And I appreciate you. Cool. Sounds great. Yeah. Thank you, Dom. All right, brother. Have a beautiful day. Catch you later. All right. All right Bye too. now. Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Are you interested in using disruptive technology like ChatGPT AI and virtual reality to help your business to generate more revenue and create greater impact? If so, go to heroesofreality.com to take the Heroes Quiz to unlock your potential as a purpose-driven entrepreneur. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the other side.